This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. And today is a very special day because we are recording the 100th episode of Reporters Without Orders. And to make it all the more special, apart from our usual reporter gang, Ayan, Veena, Ayush and Basant, we also have a very special surprise guest for you guys. And a lot of you who've been listening to Reporters might know her. It's Cherry Agarwal, the former host of Reporters, who's joining us from London. Oh. Hi, Cherry! <laughs> it's so weird to be on the other side. Yeah. I know, it's strange to see you. <laughs> How have you been? It's all been great, except still getting used to the cold. But one thing has definitely not changed, which is Ayush being on time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that hasn't changed that I always come on time. You mean that? Don't talk rubbish. <laughs> what time were we supposed to start recording? We were start, uh, supposed to record at 5. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 5. <laughs> but uh, Delhi, Delhi Electricity Board is also to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so before we get on with this podcast, I want to t- tell all the new listeners that News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. And we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. Go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and pick a plan of your choice. The cheapest one starts as low as 300 bucks a month. So come on. And if you listen to this podcast on platforms like Spotify or CastBox, remember we have a website, www.newslaundry.com, where you can go and check out the other cool stuff we do, especially during the daily elections. We have lots of reports coming every day. So check those out as well. Yes, please. And uh, let's begin with the bizarre news section. Cherry, why don't you give it a go? (laughs) Yeah, why not? Sure. I think one piece of news that I thought was super bizarre is something that Twitter is also blowing up about. It is the flying suspension imposed on Kunal Kamra by Air India Go Air Spicejet and I'm still waiting for the other airlines to sort of follow the duck trail. But I mean, it's bizarre because first, they are not affected parties. The affected party in this case is Indigo. And even that is questionable because Nal Kamra already issued a statement apologizing to everyone on the on the flight. Right. And it's also weird because look at the swiftness of the action. Uh, we don't know whether due process was followed. We don't know whether there was a committee that was formed. We don't know whether the, there was an actual hearing. Was it ex parte? If there was a hearing, who was on the committee? And I mean, where's the report? Exactly. You can't just accuse someone and then be like, oh, here's the punishment. It's super fast, so <laughs> Talking about Rajdhani, yeah. I think he's banned in, I mean, the one Ajtak report says that he's banned in, uh, from railways traveling also. on in, yeah, railways, railways also yeah. for six months. <laughs> Basically, they hinted that he might be banned by the Indian Railways as well. So, that's even more bizarre. Wow, that was the report. I think all these were parody accounts. ATC ka ek parody <laughs> account has tweeted out that... Uh, he's been banned from buses, but these are parody accounts. Like, yeah. Delhi autos. There's also yeah. Indian Association of Tricycles, which have demanded <laughs> all his childhood pictures of tricycles be resigned. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. What about you, Anand? Uh So uh, today only, like some time back, I saw this piece of news uh, 
on the wire website mm-hmm. so they have carried this article uh, the title is former cbi interim chief wants mm-hmm. ban on foreign funds for ngos mm-hmm. and uh, the person they are referring to is a serving ips officer m nageshwara rao now the bizarre part is that he has written this article uh, in the mouthpiece of the rss that's uh, the organizer oh, wow. so i think it's bizarre because a serving government officer should not be writing you know any any kind of magazine or uh, mouthpiece associated with a political outfit exactly yeah. and they have also stated the service rules for ips officers and according to these rules uh, officers especially I- ips officers mm-hmm. they are allowed to write articles only for scientific cultural and literary purposes that mm-hmm. too with a disclaimer specifying that opinions expressed are their personal views so i think this is you know some kind of a Quite violation bizarre, of rules yeah. i mean controversial right so. what about you basant mere liye vichar nahi hai pravesh barma ne abhi jo pichle dino ek bayan diya sahin wag ko lekar एक सिटिंग एम है अपने ही दिल्ली के इलाके के बारे में कह रहे हैं कि वहाँ जो लोग प्रोटेस्ट कर रहे हैं वो आप आपके घर आएंगे आपकी बहन और माँ के साथ रेप करेंगे और अमित शाह और नरेंद्र मोदी बचा नहीं पाएंगे हैरानी की बात है कि इलेक्शन कमीशन के कहने के बाद बीजेपी ने उनको स्टार कैंपेनर से हटा दिया है लेकिन अभी थोड़ी देर पहले बीबीसी को उन्होंने इंटरव्यू दिया उसमें भी उन्होंने कहा कि मुझे कोई पछतावा नहीं है तो एक सिटिंग एमपी अगर इस तरीके की बातें कर रहा है उसको पछतावा नहीं हो रहा तो इससे बड़ा बेजार कुछ हो नहीं सकता जी एक और बीजेपी का ही लीडर था ना पार्लियामेंट एंड नाउ इट्स द मिनिस्टर ऑफ स्टेट इन द मिनिस्ट्री ऑफ फाइनेंस एक्टली देश के गद्दारों को गोली मारो फ्रॉम कैप्स that the ec puts on those campaigners oh. and his finances wouldn't be recorded okay. at least at worst he'll have to pay it out of his own pockets which is basically which is fine yeah, which is fine i mean, yeah, I mean it makes no sense real sense yeah yeah it's nothing yeah. <laughs> all right what about you vina so i mean we've been covering a lot of protest across uh, the city where people are protesting against ca um but this priest in hyderabad was worried that what what about the gods so he has actually applied for citizenship for the gods because he thinks that they are also minorities so Which basically gods? so basically ayappa the shabrimala uh, uh, temple right. yeah tirumala uh, temple ye hindu devi devta hai na ha so and they were like minority me kab se 33 crore hai i have no clue 33 crore hai and he has actually been very seriously you know sort of advocating for it and people are going nuts that now what what's up dude <laughs> you know i'll tell you something Ridiculous. when i was in ayodhya and the ayodhya judgment came out then one of the priests of the ram janmabhoomi told us that after it came out he ran to ramlala that is where the idol is and he whispered in his ear that we had won <laughs> so now yeah. in that way it makes sense maybe you know yeah. because people are taking them seriously as people and yeah. you know maybe <laughs> they need citizenship yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well and I wish um I was in Karnataka in Bidar district there was a school which staged hmm. a play yeah. uh criticizing the CA and the NRC and the Karnataka police have have uh, booked them for uh, sedition the children sedition. The, I, don't, i don't know if the, the children the, the, the school management but the children are being questioned they were questioned they were mm. the claim yeah. is the ABVP there had protested against it and the claim mm. is that the children were tutored mm. into saying derogatory words about the prime minister mm. yeah so hey, that is bizarre scary yeah scary exactly because uh, student the primary instinct is bizarre and the secondary and the more permanent one is being scared 
for so me. imposition of sedition is bizarre it's not scary is what you're saying no the first response is bizarre but of course for the next one week i'll be pretty scared <laughs> uh all right my bizarre news is not very funny this time it's about uh, the basketball legend who recently died in a helicopter crash kobe bryant so apparently it's it's so strange because this twitter user uh, who goes by the handle of @noso he predicted kobe bryant's death in 2012 in a tweet and the tweet says kobe is going to end up dying in a helicopter crash and <laughs> it's not funny ayush no that's this probability it's just weird yeah but then a lot of people you know they were like oh this is fake but then other users checked out his profile didn't seem like fake and a lot of people asked him to take it down also which he refused so yeah it's strange Even, yeah it's extremely yeah yeah, yeah. Damn. all right so let's get to delhi elections which are supposed to be held on the 8th of february you guys have been all over delhi what's what's happening guys uh so i have been mostly covering the amadmi party hmm. and uh, my last story was about uh, whether the amadmi party is going to you know by be affected by their you know mostly silent stance on the ongoing citizenship law protests in the city because many many people have been you know accusing them of you know total silence on this matter hmm. and in fact uh, one of their sitting mlas adarsh shastri who has now joined the congress he also said that the party should have been more vocal on this issue right so that's what i you know wanted to find out so i have personally visited uh, you know some of these sites where demonstrations are going on mm. have been going on for a month now but uh, looks like you know the party is still very much on track and i think uh, they will i mean retain the seats because uh, people have also realized that it is not going to be issues like you know religion caste or all such you know binaries and so, mm. so uh, div- divisive issues mm. people are mostly going to vote on the performance of the government over the last 5 years and the kinds of promises they have made Uh, right. for the next 5 years. Yeah. So I think the strategy which has been adopted by the Amadmi party that they will simply focus on a very positive campaign hmm. only on work. I think that has somehow connected well with It's the voters. Working. So that's that's the sense I have got from the ground. So are the are any of the manifestos out? No, no. Not no, yet. Not yet. No. Not yet, but Amadmi party released a Guarantee set of 10 that. guarantees right. which was like a mini manifesto. which they also said yeah cherry i wanted to ask you what do you think of parties releasing manifestos just like a day before the polls begin releasing manifesto a day in advance is just sort of avoiding scrutiny and publicity yes. if you do want to tell the public that these are the promises that you're making and these are the promises you're going to keep then you should give them the time or rather use it as an actual campaign material rather than just a tick box that you fulfill So Ayan since you've been covering the Aadmi party I had uh, two questions one is what's what's the party's stance like internally what's the party's stance on the CA not a lot of them have spoken up and from what i have heard the uh, Aadmi party has contracted IPAC for the political campaigning right yes yes so i mean is this entire campaign now on IPAC or is it more like a public campaign that that is where the app came from uh so regard the first question regarding uh, their stand on the ca and nrc the citizenship law protests basically uh the party has basic i mean traded very cautiously on this issue because uh they know that they cannot compete with the bjp on issues of nationalism 
on issues of sir, national importance so they have uh, tried to focus mostly on local issues issues which are you know about delhi and kejriwal whenever he has been asked about you know the party's uh, stance on the ca and nrc issue he has uh, given a very you know tactful answer that these are unwanted distractions these are distractions from you know more pressing issues related to our economy our growth and development and people should be concerned about those issues more the government should be concerned about those issues more so he has kind of tried to you know play it down he's neither you know outrightly opposing the issue nor supporting it he has basically said that these are unwanted distractions but inside do you have an do you know if personally or within the party the whisper about this whole issue what do they yeah. i think they oppose it is what ha halaki raj sabha mein they voted against it raj sabha mein unhone uske khilaf bola tha shuruaat mein protest bhi kiya amanatullah ka khul ke samne hai lekin jaise chunav aane ke baad thode side ho gaye so i would be really surprised if there's no chasm within the party if everybody is like so oh, we all are against it so i spoke to one uh, key member of their you know campaign team the strategy team so he was also very clear about uh, you know their uh, campaigning strategy for the election he was like we are simply focusing on a positive agenda and we are only going to talk about what all we have done over the last 5 years and what we will be doing in the next 5 years we are not going to you know make it an election on issues like the ongoing protests or other issues which the opposition parties might want us to talk about so we are not going to you know just you know step into that trap we will stick to our own policy our own agenda and that's how we are going to fight these elections and as i said sometime back i think this strategy has really connected well because if you uh, look at their uh, social media campaign also they this time they have come up with a very quirky approach you know very funny approach they have come out with memes gifs and videos so they are not g- g- going personal against any leader like in a very defamatory way of course the bjp did file a defamation suit but of course it was i mean politically you can do that but in general they have tried to keep it very humorous so that kind of a strategy has also connected really well with delhi's young voters so overall i think their strategy seems to be working at the moment and regarding your second question uh, the role of the ipac uh, well of course i mean since they have been hired of course they have been playing some role but i personally don't think uh, the ipac is playing you know as decisive a role as it plays in some other states in some other elections because aam aadmi party is a party which runs you know on the strength of its volunteers and i the, the strategist i spoke to he told me that they have you know volunteer like um, more than a thousand volunteers and whenever there is an election like a month priority elections they have volunteers you know flying in from places like uae uk us so they all chip in so it's it's kind of a startup culture i mean it's like a perennial startup run by volunteers they also have you know resources limited resources so overall it's a team effort and i think aam aadmi party itself does the work which is generally organizations like the ipac do so i think that's why ipac's role is not as much you know not as prominent as it it is in other elections all right uh, veena you have been uh, hovering around the delhi congress office yeah, and uh, I mean, your recent report said how different it is from the other party offices that are in the same lane right 
yeah it's it's kind of sad because i mean the the delhi i knew when i was in mumbai was congress's hold right. um you know sheila dikshit was this prominent leader mm-hmm. uh, where i mean and there was no other party uh, uh, you know even to compete uh, yeah. congress at that time and now if you just see their party office it it, it was so dead uh, compared to the bjp and the aam aadmi uh, party offices which was like you know buzzing with uh, yeah volunteers you know their press conference mm. even the press conference it was just like you know 50 people and they will just scream even then i mean even if they whisper mm. <laughs> we can actually listen right. to them because they are like less people um but yeah i mean it, it it's a sad uh, state so for congress so what is their strategy this time or so, do they even have a strategy i mean the strategy is again tells it why they are they like in this position right now because they are going to bank on sheila dikshit's work again so they'll be like they were even their campaign song was uh, congress wali delhi wapas uh, like matlab you know we'll bring back the congress wali delhi huh. so but they're not realizing 2015 we they got outrightly rejected for it right, right. i mean in, i mean in 2013 only actually yeah 2000 yeah. 2013 only 2015 it became again Zero. i mean you know let's mm-hmm. reassert the fact uh, so they are like nahi but uh, you know we need to remind the people that sheila dikshit has done so much work but they don't have any promises to make right. so again it's it's a it's a very abysmal state and uh, ayush uh, you recently attended a rally by amit shah what was that like you called him the hindu samrat I didn't call report. him the Hindu Samrat. The man who introduced him to the stage and all the posters there called him Hindu Samrat. I would never call anyone a Hindu Samrat. So Yogi Ji, ke baad ye ho gaye? No, actually, Hindu Samrat. Uh, the original Hindu Samrat was, was Bal Thakre. Acha, oh, yes, yeah. yes, man, that Hindu Hidayat Samrat. Acha. So anyway, Hindu Hidayat Samrat. But he, uh, the whole crowd. from women to children to men to volunteers, even Manoj Tiwari was there hmm. for Amit Shah. and the, he was the you know the planet and everyone mm. was uh, taking revolution around him <laughs> where was this rally <laughs> this was in babarpur in north east yeah, babarpur uh, yeah. gandhinagar in silampur yeah. nearby yeah. areas these yeah, are all yeah. bjp strongholds right. mm-hmm. the bjp has been winning these seats since mm-hmm. 93 yes ek bar beech mein kabhi congress jeeta hoga zyada zyada but they are all bjp strongholds mm-hmm. and uh, so he went there and he came i think an hour late so the M- the mla udhar he was doing a lot of poetry he was doing a lot of shairi <laughs> and everyone was having the time of their lives they were laughing clapping wow. wah wah this that so then he comes then manoj tiwari gives an you know almost amazingly boring speech <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that yeah it was it was didn't he, didn't he sing any songs he didn't sing any song oh, but damn it i mean uh, <laughs> See, I can't even remember what he said. It was so boring. And then I remember just 15 minutes of that, and then Amit Shah came, and then he was introduced as Hindu Samrat, rousing speech, rousing reception, mm. Modi, Modi, Jai Shri Ram, mm-hmm. so all that. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So Ayush and his protest, did you also turn into this BJP karyakarta, and you were like. I've seen enough BJP कार्यकर्ताज in my life to be not uh, like one of them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> And बसंत आप कहाँ थे पिछले हफ्ते आप कहाँ कहाँ गए मैं अभी कांग्रेस ही कवर कर रहा था और पिछले सप्ताह जो मेरी रिपोर्ट आई वो थी दल बदलू पे कैसे इसमें आम आदमी पार्टी टॉप पे रही है आम आदमी पार्टी ने ग्यारह लोगों को उन लोगों को टिकट दिया जो दो चार दिन पहले एक महीने पहले पार्टी में आए थे हैरान हैरान करने वाली बात है कि सोमवार को पांच नए लोगों ने पार्टी ज्वाइन किया 
और मंगलवार को उनको टिकट दे दिया गया उसमें ऐसे लोग भी थे जैसे नेताजी राम सिंह हो गए कांग्रेस लीडर महाबल मिश्रा के बेटे हो गए ऐसे बहुत सारे लोगों ने कांग्रेस में भी ऐसा हुआ जो जब द्वारिका से आदर्श शास्त्री का टिकट काट के महाबल मिश्रा के बेटे को दे दिया गया तो आदर्श शास्त्री ने कांग्रेस ज्वाइन किया और उधर ज्वाइन कर रहे हैं मीडिया उनसे बात कर रही है तब तक कि सीनियर कॉरेस्पॉन्डेंट ने पूछा सुभाष चोपड़ा से जो कांग्रेस अध्यक्ष हैं कि हम कल के लिए एक टिकटॉक कर रहे हैं टिकटॉक कर रहे हैं बातचीत करनी है कल के लिए घोषणा हो जाती तो उसने कहा टिकट कन्फर्म आप कर लीजिए कल के लिए भी मतलब जब वो ज्वाइन कर रहे थे उस वक्त कन्फर्म हो गया था कि टिकट दिया जाएगा तो इस तरीके से इस चुनाव में कई सारे दल बदलों को टिकट दिया गया है आलका लांबा जो आम आदमी पार्टी से कांग्रेस में आई उनको दिया गया इस तरीके से तो इस पर एक रिपोर्ट थी और आम आदमी पार्टी जिसका पूरा वो था कि हम कार्यकर्ताओं से पूछकर टिकट देंगे किस नेता को टिकट देना है नहीं देना है वो आम आदमी पार्टी सोमवार को कोई उसके पार्टी ज्वाइन करता है और मंगलवार को वो टिकट दे देते हैं तो ये थोड़ा हैरान करने वाला रहा था जी और राइट चेरी सॉरी दैट वी स्टार्टेड लेट नाउ यू है Thank you, but before I go, Snigda, I want to ask, how has it been for you? It's been a host to be dealing with Ayush. <laughs> I think that is a compliment. Do go na lagam lijiye. No, it's been a great learning experience. Actually, initially I was really nervous, and you know, a lot of people have been writing. Uh, like they used to write about you, right? Like we miss Cherry and all that. So that was like a lot of pressure. But uh, I'm getting used to it. I think. Yeah, and uh, also I must say, uh, regardless of all your hostility, <laughs> uh, I also miss you. So it's good that you came oh back. Oh my God, I wish this should yeah. be inscribed in history. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cherry, before you leave, <laughs> let me quickly ask you what your recommendation is for our listeners and for all your old-time listeners. If you have anything to say, please go ahead. अभी वहाँ क्या time हो रहा है? अभी हम दोपहर के सवा बारह बज रहे हैं. अच्छा. So my recommendation is a report by the Caravan. It's titled "How the CBI Protected Politicians and Officials in the Muzaffarpur Shelter Home Case." I think it's very important for us to track these reports because our institutions. I mean, I always want to hold on to this hope that new year things will get better. Abhi, whatever is happening, this is just a phase, and things will improve. Right. But. when you read such reports about how institutions have become compromised and they are complicit in avoiding actions against perpetrators of heinous crimes it's just amazing so one is that and second uh, i did an interview with the tis uh, team that had investigated the shelter home cases right so that interview is my second recommendation and right. i hope all you guys keep listening to reporters and keep sharing your feedback because the team is doing excellent work and all the reporters are doing some excellent reports basant ayush and i'm i haven't read much of uh, veena and ayan's work but you guys are doing excellent work keep on it ayush how does it feel to have 1700 followers from 600 well uh, is it still more than yours no oh uh, then it doesn't feel too good <laughs> the day i'll cross yours it will feel really good <laughs> Okay, it was nice talking to you guys. Yes, it was lovely. Thank you episode. so much, Cherry. Thanks for Bye. joining us. Bye. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Moving on, we have a very special segment for this special episode of Reporters. Uh, we're going to ask all our reporters about their favorite ground reports from last year. So let's begin with Ayush. Uh, my favorite ground report uh, was the first report I filed from Kashmir. And why? Uh, uh, it was a week after the 370 was suspended. Mm-hmm. And there was an information blockade and I had been asked on the afternoon of, I think, uh, 7th to fly to Kashmir on yeah, the 8th. Yeah, I remember. Mm. And it was a very, uh, it came, happened very quickly and I was there, uh, I reached there on 8th and I think I filed this on 12th. So it took me three days to tra- meet a lot of journalists, talk to them and uh you can imagine I've, we you know, were very worried I remember that time uh, when Ayush left on the 8th and after that we were not in touch with you yeah. and everybody was very worried at office like yeah. where is he what's happening because it's complete yeah. information blockade so but, yeah but there was a thrill about you know reporting from there in that climate and I remember uh, because no one had phones working and no one was invested into modern technology in Kashmir right you could go to press club and you could go to the ground and people would just talk to you because they would just sit and talk all day they had nothing right. to do on their phones or their TVs yeah so uh, when I was filing it from there it was a first hand experience of a life that had just you know the tables had suddenly turned because I've grown grown up in, in an urban space with internet all my life so what it was like to report on an experience that was so radically different and mm. that report and the way it told the story of how journalists despite no internet no sms no network right carried can out you, journalism can you tell us or uh, tell our viewers the title of the report the report is called pen drive and gumption how journalists in kashmir are dealing with communications blockade uh, the date on it is... 12th of August. 13th of 13th August. Of August. 13th Sorry, of August. Yeah. And I sent it through a uh, Hindustan Times reporter who was there in Kashmir who was flying to Delhi uh, on the 12th. And in, in the morning he came to my <laughs> hotel door and he knocked and he said, you, you, ha- you have to file a report. You, you can give it to me now. I'm leaving. So I gave him a pen drive and the report wow. came to Manisha and then it was published. Yeah. So... I think I I won't ever do that again in my life. <laughs> you never know, Ayush. Yeah. Uh, tell me, uh, tell us some of the conversation you had with these journalists who were already there. Uh, these journalists, uh, of course, most of them are Kashmiris. I think mm. all of them are Kashmiris. And unlike, you know, most of the Indian journalists in the mainland, mm. they have seen a period of uh, the militancy in the 90s. So yeah. they have also seen a period when things were like this, mm. you know, but they what they were, te- what they used to tell me, even in the 90s, when the militancy was, you know, on its peak, mm. the landlines were never cut off in Kashmir. Right. So there was still a method of communicating. Mm. And one person just told me, and I remember that quote that he said, we are back to the bloody stone age. Yeah. That my wife doesn't know if I'm alive. Mm. I don't know if she's alive. My reporters across Kashmir, I don't know where they are, what they're doing. Yeah. So it was both personal, it was also professional right. uh, deprivation of sorts. And uh, I think one interesting bit I caught was that uh, a female journalist I was interviewing uh, in the express office there, mm. she was telling me that uh, that male journalists, how they have it tougher you know, when it comes to uh, interactions with the police because right. the police always treats male journalists for some reason harshly. Right. 
and the the contrast she saw between how she was treated and how indian channels who went there mm-hmm. who would click selfies on the bridge in front of the security uh, yeah. you know, uh, posts while she would have to wait on a scooty in a long line to get the access mm-hmm. same kind of access so uh, you 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 saw inequality and you know actually imposed inequality in front of your eyes so that was i think the most interesting conversation i had and uh, just my last question uh, what was your personal uh, takeaway from the whole experience uh my personal takeaway reporting in such situations was to always see uh, a lot of people might think that journalism is about entering a zone of danger mm-hmm. and being there and getting the stories out right but when you actually this was my first experience where i realized that as a journalist the first thing you have to make sure is that you're never in the way of danger that you have to be away from it because you're telling a story and the st- story should go out you and for that to, to happen you need to be safe <laughs> exactly yeah all right moving on to uh, veena why yeah. don't you tell us about your favorite ground report my favorite ground report uh, was the day when i got detained yes and uh, we the all report uh, the report is titled uh, first person i was detained and given a joyride by delhi police <laughs> uh, so maybe it was bit young and stupid of me i don't know what it was but then i just got detained uh, because uh, this was when the protests against citizenship uh, so there was bill a, were going on right yeah there was a uh, uh, there were a lot of protests happening on the very same day uh, right. december 19 mm-hmm. uh, i remember there was a protest from uh, red fort uh, mm-hmm. there was a protest at jantar mantar uh, there were like several protests organized so uh, how did you uh, you were at red fort right yeah so i so went how to, did you manage to get detained tell us that I I mean it was not very tough to get detained uh, that day mm. uh, because all you had to do was just stand mm. even with a banner without a banner even if you are shouting a slogan not shouting a slogan it doesn't matter did you tell them that you're a, a journalist so they sort of uh, i mean i look a lot Young. like a student yes uh, you do yeah and uh, so yeah they sort of as they were confused but then they were like no 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 you get inside the bus then i was also curious uh, that yeah. i mean where are they taking these people <laughs> right. to so yeah. even i didn't object or like show my You're like ha ha chalo chalo ha then i was also like okay fine let's see where <laughs> they are taking me yeah. uh then they uh, put me inside this jeep uh, a small uh, van right. with another woman so okay. i thought that all the women uh, would be uh, taken separately that, yeah separately hmm. Then I realized that there is a separate van, and Umar Khalid has been uh, put uh, inside that mm. van. Then I sort of started creating a ruckus, saying that uh, we've been like uh, waiting here for so long. Uh. I mean, why don't you take it, take us, you know, wherever <laughs> you are taking us? Anyway, yeah. you're not taking our permission, uh, you know. Why don't you just do that then? Some theatrics so, always yes, come yeah. <laughs> to the rescue. Huh? Yeah. So then they were like, okay, fine. You know, at least they're not asking us to leave. I mean. <laughs> I was not strangely asking like leave me or something right. they put me in that bus. Hmm. So yeah they did it and uh, yeah I went it was one one and a half two hour journey and it was a very good bus. I like it was a proper sleeper oh. bus uh, with good facilities and it was not lovely much better than the DT. That's why you called it a, yeah that's why she's <laughs> called it a joyride. So joy did ride. you did you manage to speak to Umar Khalid? 
Uh, yes, I managed to speak to Umar Khalid, uh, okay. who was quite agitated by the fact right. that he couldn't protest, um, and yeah, uh, was was angry about the whole situation, but then mm. quite determined that he will continue protesting and right. raising his voice. So, uh, tell me, Veena, what was your biggest learning from the whole experience as a reporter? Because I think this is the f- this is your first experience. First experience, oh. uh, but the very. Um, so i realized that every while everyone was covering the protest no one was thinking that what is happening to the people who are detained mm-hmm. or like what exactly they have been taken to right uh, so this was a very like natural curiosity and also a editorial decision uh, from like raman sir sort of instructed and saying mm-hmm. like if you can uh, think i mean if you are getting detained don't yeah. you know sort of protest against mm. which made sense but you realize that the moment you are on the other side mm. you you get a very different version of the story right. so these people were like in smaller chunks but they still were trying to uh, you know sh- sloganeer against right. even the police were not as uh, demonic as you know they were Demon- treating uh-huh. yeah, like they, they, they were they, they were, were not actually, as harsh yeah they they were demonic treat- <laughs> 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 i would say the kind of things they've been doing right. uh, like just before like december 19th mm-hmm. december 15 was the time they they attacked jamia mm-hmm. and they had like quite a reputation of you know right. anything could happen right but then they were offering food and chai so, to these people because they were like i mean we were not the people who entered jamia was there right. comments but so yeah. curiosity doesn't always kill the cat yes, that was yes, your takeaway yes, sure i am coming to you what about uh, okay so you? what this, is your favorite ground yeah, report so the, this this one came out uh, you know in the last week of december and this is this was you had uh, been sent to assam yeah i was in assam i filed this story from uh, dibrugarh mm-hmm. in the eastern part of assam and this was about the ongoing uh, citizenship law protest which right. is still underway very much there so i uh, reported from chabua and chabua basically had become the epicenter of violence because yeah. protests had broken out everywhere but violence was uh, limited uh, the f- on the first day i think on the 11th of december when uh, the bill had been passed in the rajya sabha violence broke out in guwahati and then the next day uh, violence broke out in chabua mm. so uh, i think i have uh, you know chosen this story for the fact that i, I think chabua's uh, you know the entire developments uh in a way essentially captured you know the pulse the sentiments of the entire state mm. i mean of course violence uh, was very much limited to other areas right. but i think chabua showed that you know when people are really angry with the government things can escalate to a very dangerous level and very quickly very quickly mm. everything happened within a day uh, the local mla's house was burned down uh the only the police station was like you know it it was saved right. so all other government offices were demolished or burned down so it was a very bad situation so i think that's why i mean in a way it became sort of the microcosm of the entire mm. protests and demonstrations in assam so yeah uh so ayan's reporter's title citizenship law protests devastated by mob violence this eastern assam town is struggling to get back on track yeah. now uh, i remember all the pictures also in your report it yeah. looks like a ghost town like exactly. all the government buildings were destroyed yeah, by yeah. people and on a slightly lighter lighter note i think i have chosen this story also because i enjoyed writing it because i mean there were so many pictures to be taken and mm. it was visually so you know i mean there was so much content in right, the story right. so that's why i think i enjoyed writing the story also but in a way 
what, what happened was really scary because if it can happen to a major it's it's not that it, 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 the things happen to a you know isolated village it's a proper town and mm-hmm. also uh, if you have read the story you will find out that uh, this town is situated some 15 kilometers uh, from the ancestral village of the chief minister yeah you mentioned that so in the so it's report. properly connected i mean right. from from all the ends mm. so that's what happened and i think so that, did you yeah. did you manage to speak to any of the uh, the government employees who worked in some of these places that were uh, destroyed yes so uh, so one government office which was burned down was uh, the post office mm-hmm. and i spoke to uh, an officer not 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 exactly an officer but a senior employee mm-hmm. in the organization so i spoke to him and he also was pretty clueless i mean what could be done about it because I mean, these people could not take a call so he was simply like was he in support what was he supporting no, see, people or was he no i mean what happened was something that nobody expected and nobody could support also i mean even if you oppose the citizenship law but uh, you know resorting to violence mm-hmm. and that too also in on this kind of a mm-hmm. you know scale. massive scale mm-hmm. so i think that's something not you know we nobody should be supporting mm-hmm. because it left uh, the entire town paralyzed paralyzed right. and i filed this story after 2 weeks so then also the, st- the town was struggling to get back on track you know mm-hmm. even at like say 11:30 12 in the daytime hardly some 10 12 vehicles will be you know running on the road people wouldn't come out of their house unless there was some emergency thing so it was a very much a dead town so right. i mean nobody could and most people did not support the violence but people were obviously against uh, mm. the citizenship law right and what was your biggest lesson from uh, from this story yes no i mean personally in terms of reporting mm. i think it was uh, kind of challenging because uh, also people because police had already started the procedure mm. of you know picking up possible you know persons behind the violence so mm. nobody was willing to talk about the violence or who might be behind it right they were just you know giving very general statements about why it happened or mm. what could be the possible reasons so yeah i mean in in situations like these you also have to kind of know what kinds of questions to pose and who should who you should talk to right so i talked to some police officers and they were also very helpful very uh, willing to talk about it but of course off the record so mm. Yeah, basically, I mean, you 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 should know how to you know just go about the story mm-hmm. in situations like these. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Basant, आप बताइए आपका favorite ground report कौन सा है? एक ही बताना है लेकिन मेरी जो पहली मतलब मैंने यहाँ से एक रिपोर्ट किया था कुरुक्षेत्र से जिसमें मैंने 40 परिवार जो बदवा मजदूर थे उनको छुड़ाया गया था जी वो मेरी फेवरेट रिपोर्ट है लेकिन उससे भी एक ज़्यादा इम्पॉर्टेंट स्टोरी थी जो मैंने और आयुष दोनों ने किया था जी। वो है बिजनौर से हम लोगों ने किया जी। था आज इसलिए वो रिलेवेंट भी है क्योंकि आज ही इंडियन एक्सप्रेस में रिपोर्ट छपी हुई है कि कोर्ट में बिजनौर पुलिस ने कोई भी एविडेंस सबमिट नहीं किया है कि प्रोटेस्टर ने गोली चलाई थी आप थोड़ा सा रिकैप बता दीजिए लेकर बिजनौर में प्रोटेस्ट हुआ था उसके बाद एक सलमा सुलेमान नाम के 21 साल के लड़के की डेथ हो गई थी तीन और दो एक और आदमी एक आदमी की डेथ हुई थी लेकिन सुलेमान की डेथ चर्चा में आ गई वजह यह थी कि वो यूपीएससी की तैयारी करता था वो घर गया हुआ था और उसको गोली लगी तो उस स्टोरी पे है हमने मैंने और आयुष ने दोनों ने काम किया तो उसमें पुलिस ने कहा कि सुले पुलिस की एक पुलिस अधिकारी की पिस्टल किसी प्रदर्शनकारी ने छीनी जब एक उनका कर्मचारी मोहित मोहित कुमार मोहित शर्मा वो लेने के लिए बढ़े तब तक फायर हुआ प्रदर्शनकारियों की तरफ से और उसके 
अब सेल्फ अपने आप को बचाने के लिए मोहित ने गोली चलाई जो गोली सुलेमान को लगी और सुलेमान ने मोहित पे गोली चलाई थी जब हमने इसको इन्वेस्टिगेट किया मैंने और आयुष ने तो हमने पाया कि पहली बात कि गोली लगने के तीन दिन बाद बीस उन्नीस या बीस को गोली लगी थी तीन दिन बाद तेईस तारीख को एसएसपी ने एक्सेप्ट किया कि सुलेमान ने गोली चलाई थी सेल्फ डिफेंस में पुलिस ने गोली चलाई और बचा उसको गोली लगी डेथ हुई जब हम लोग वहाँ थे तो एडीजी आए थे बरेली के उन्होंने बयान दिया कि सुलेमान ने तो गोली सीधे एस को मारी थी लेकिन मोहित बीच में आके बचा ले गया दूसरा बयान आया तीसरा बयान जब हम लोग स्टोरी पे इन्वेस्टिगेट कर रहे थे और हम बिजनौर से मेरठ अस्पताल आ चुके थे मिलने के लिए मोहित से जिन्होंने गोली चलाई थी कांस्टेबल तो हमें दैनिक जागरण में उनका इंटरव्यू मिला वो भी तेईस तारीख का था जिस दिन उन्होंने एस ने बयान दिया था सेल्फ डिफेंस वाला और उसी दिन तेईस को दैनिक जागरण में मोहित ने बताया था कि जब हंगामे की सूचना मिली तो मैं अपने अधिकारियों के साथ पहुंचा था हम एक गली में चले गए हमें लोग घेर के मारने लगे मेरे साथी राकेश ने कहा कि इसे छोड़ दो मुझे मार दो लेकिन लोगों ने मुझे मार दिया गोली चलाई मुझ पर ये तमाम बातें थी उसने उस पूरे इंटरव्यू में कहीं नहीं कहा कि मैंने सेल्फ डिफेंस में मारा हाँ। मैंने एस साहब को बचाने के लिए मारा सुलेमान ने मुझ पर गोली चलाई थी सुलेमान को मैंने मारा उस सुलेमान का पूरे इंटरव्यू में जिक्र नहीं है तेईस तारीख में अब तो जब तीन कहानी तीनों सीनियर अधिकारी बता रहे हैं कांस्टेबल बता रहा है एक एसएसपी बता रहे हैं एक एडीजे बता रहे हैं तो तीनों तो सच नहीं हो सकती जी तो इसी पे हमने पूरा इन्वेस्टिगेट किया कि कैसे क्या क्या कहानी बनाई गई थी बिजनौर पुलिस किस तरीके से फिल्मी कहानी बना के एक इनकाउंट मतलब इनकाउंटर ही कहा जा सकता है जब एविडेंस पेश नहीं हुआ हालांकि नतीजा ना बाकी है तो किस तरीके से पूरे मामले को फिल्मी बना रही थी और सुलेमान को गोली क्यों लगी इसको लेकर तीन अलग अलग बयान दे रहे थे तो हमने इसको लेकर एक छो मतलब इन्वेस्टिगेशन किया व्हाट वाज द प्रोसेस लाइक लाइक फॉर एग्जांपल व्हेन डिड यू व्हेन वाज द पॉइंट व्हेन यू स्टार्टेड डाउटिंग द पुलिस वर्जन um we were doubting the police's version from the very beginning and why is that <laughs> because the fact that uh, in see with the very first story we did hmm. we found out that the bijnor police was outrightly lying hmm. and not just lying but fabricating a communal angle to a protest when hmm. it wasn't there hmm. that was the thing we found on the very first day in bijnor hmm. and so we thought if the very first step we found there's a verification mm. and remember this guy said the sp that mm. there was one fellow hindu fellow who was shot he was shot by muslims and this is communal huh. and his family lived down the road so he knew that if he made a claim reporters could just go and check right and i thought if he could tell such shallow lies then i can't trust this man on anything yeah. or this establishment is this mm. institution mm. and so we had our doubts from the very mm. beginning and then we just you know started digging and then we came across this interview mm. and three different versions mm. and they were just talking they were not shutting up mm. they just ended up in this own ditch right. that they dug for themselves mm. so that's that's why to basant aapka kya matlab thoda aur apne experience ke bare mein bataiye is report ko likhne ka jo experience raha और क्या आपने सीखा इससे हमने ये लिखी संभव से थी आई रिमेम्बर वी फाइल दिस फ्रॉम बिजनौर फ्रॉम वेर यू वेंट टू मेरठ वेर वी इन्वेस्टिगेटेड दिस फर्दर इन फ्री टाइम डिफरेंटिगेटेड दिस एंड देन वी वेंट टू संभल टू डू अनदर स्टोरी संभल वन डे वी वोक अपट्स राइट दिस स्टोरी इस रिपोर्टिंग के दौरान मुझे मतलब 
इससे पहले भी मैंने दंगे होंगे कवर किए हैं चाहे यूपी में कई दंगे कवर किए दिल्ली में भी जब त्रिलोकपुरी दंगा हुआ था तो लेकिन इस पूरे में यहाँ पे जो दिल्ली में राइड्स हुआ था या यूपी में जब सबीरपुर वाला राइड्स हुआ था सहारनपुर में तो उसमें जो स्टेट की भूमिका थी वो दंगे को रोकने के लिए थी लेकिन इस बार जो स्टेट की भूमिका थी वो बदली हुई थी पुलिस खुद चीजों को कम्युनल कर रही थी जैसे आयुष ने बताया कि पुलिस सामने सामने ये पुलिस वाले एसएसपी वो भी कोई छोड़ सी जूनियर अधिकारी नहीं पूरे मामले को कम्युनल एंगल दे गए हम और आयुष दोनों पहुंच गए उस फैमिली के पास थाने से पांच मीटर दूरी पर उसका घर था उसकी फैमिली कह रही है कि किसने गोली मारी हमें नहीं पता और हमने कोई एफ ही नहीं कराया है और एस कह गए कि एफ हो चुका है फिर हम लोग पहुंचे मेरठ जहाँ जिस बंदे को गोली लगी थी उस अस्पताल में उससे मिले उसका इंटरव्यू किया उसकी हालत नाजुक थी तो हमने एक मिनट बात की उसने कहा मैंने कोई ना पुलिस से कोई मेरी बातचीत हुई है ना मैंने एफआईआर दर्ज कराया है और एसएसपी कह रहे हैं कि एफआईआर दर्ज हुआ है उसने लिखा है अपने एफआईआर में कि मुझे मुस्लिम ने गोली मारी और जो बंदा एफ कराया वो कह रहा है कि मैंने एफ ही नहीं कराया तो हमने देखा कि स्टेट किस तरीके से पूरे मामले में एक भूमिका एक पक्ष बन के और पूरे चीजों को बिगाड़ रहा था राइट right, तो right. ये और पुलिस पे तो शक करना पत्रकार की जिम्मेदारी होती है कांस्टेबल को भी तो गोली मतलब लगी नहीं थी छू के गई थी, थी हाँ Yeah. गोली निकली भी नहीं थी उनके पेड़ से हालांकि मतलब वो दूसरी बात है गोली लगी चली वो ही बहुत बड़ी हाँ. बात है सो रिपोर्ट इज टाइटल्ड बिजनौर पुलिस फॉल्सिफाइंग मोहम्मद हाल ही में मैंने एक किताब पढ़ी है गो सेवक नाम है उसका अनिल यादव को हमारे बहुत सारे जो देखने वाले हैं वो जानते भी होंगे चर्चा में आते रहते हैं वरिष्ठ पत्रकार हैं तो ये काफ़ी अच्छी किताब है वो गो सेवक के नाम पे गो सेवक गो सेवा अपने यहाँ बहुत चर्चा में है गो रक्षा गो सेवा तो कैसे मतलब कहानी का छोटा सा सार मैं ये क्लाइन में बता दूँ कि उसमें जो एक नेता होता है उसको टिकट पाना होता है और उसकी पार्टी है कथित तौर से गो सेवक पार्टी कुछ ऐसे नाम है एक पैमाना होता है कि किसी मुसलमान को गाय के तस्करी में फंसा दो जी। और वो जो नेता होता है उसका बेसिक काम होता है कि जो गाय है और जानवर है उसको बेच मतलब भारत के रास्ते भारत के रास्ते बांग्लादेश भेजना और वो किसी को फंसाना चाहता है ताकि उसको टिकट मिल जाए इंटरेस्टिंग स्टोरी है नक्सलवाद उत्तर प्रदेश के सोनभद्र इलाके में नक्सलवाद वगैरह सब को समेटती हुई बहुत इंटरेस्टिंग और पतली सी है अस्सी पेज फिक्शन है क्या फिक्शन है लेकिन मतलब वेरी क्लोज टू रियलिटी हाँ और एक पत्रकार के नाते जो उसमें जो कहानी कह रहा है वो एक जर्नलिस्ट है जो रिपोर्टिंग करने के लिए गया हुआ है तो इंटरेस्टिंग है और बहुत सच के बहुत करीब है बस थोड़ा बहुत अगर बदलाव किया गया आई वुड रिकमेंड एन आर्टिकल बाई मारिया कॉनिकोवा दैट इज द ओपन ऑफिस ट्रैप Okay. Uh, yeah so basically uh, we have learned and st- like got to know that how the office system is shifting from the cubicles uh, and treating their employees and like blurring the hierarchy by creating right. more open, open spaces op- yeah, open offices right. but in her piece uh, she sort of 
says that how it is harmful how it is not leading to anything productive actually it is reducing the productivity of people uh, what working. are you saying we have an open office over yes here. we have an open office <laughs> so basically what it is leading to is um, it is actually uh, creating a lot of distractions because everything is going everywhere and uh, people are becoming less and less pr- uh, productive and they are becoming more stressed uh, you know it is increasing the stress levels I completely agree blame it <laughs> next time yeah, you get called up I mean mm. hell out by your boss you can yeah, just say blame yeah. it on mm. the open office oh yeah blame it on the <laughs> open office yeah clearly <laughs> alright yeah, but then this it, is on uh, uh, this is in the New Yorker okay Uh, right. and uh, it, it it's a very interesting piece and if anyone has any opinion regarding this i definitely want to listen to it so yeah yes. please <laughs> so you can contact her on her twitter id which is weena nm nair uh, underscore 14 great and ayan yeah so i recently finished uh, watching this uh, series on amazon prime video uh actually the first season came out in 2017 mm-hmm. so the second season came out in december i mean last month uh, the title is uh, the inside edge it's basically a recommendation for cricket fans and uh, this yes, funny yes. coming from yeah, so I this am. is this is very oh much our very own virat kohli local yeah. <laughs> जीत के कैसा लगा बहुत खुश हूँ क्या कहेंगे कमाल का बल्लेबाज है मोहम्मद सामी नहीं मैंने ज्यादा देखा नहीं इंटरेस्टिंग I have been just traveling on the metro so I just take my phone in my hand and I watch it that's I finished it yeah you can watch it uh, my recommendation is this uh, italian movie i watched uh, really liked it called la dolce vita you told me about yeah it. it's okay. by this famous director called federico fellini and mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. this journalist mm-hmm. who he's a journalist in the not in the reporter sense but you know the journalist who lives the life of excess mm-hmm. and is oh. torn between journalism Hunter and Hunter Thompson types yes yeah no okay yeah Sorry. fair enough fair <laughs> enough but <laughs> but uh, he's torn between journalism and literature and it's it's a very good commentary on you know the modern condition so just watch it brilliant okay great de dena de dunga de italian sikhni padegi to main so my recommendation is this also the uh, new york times has this podcast called the daily hosted by michael barbero and they did this episode on uighur muslims being uh, who have been detained in detention camps by the chinese government right so uh, basically babaro talks to this american citizen who is also an uighur muslim if i'm not wrong and uh, he talks about his like so he's basically trying to save his relative who was put in a detention camp and babaro talks to him and uh, the guy basically say, says that the chinese government is completely untrustworthy and uh, if you listen to the podcast it gives you a lot of uh, insight into how chinese government and their propaganda machinery functions so it's quite interesting and uh, all right before we end listeners if you liked what you heard 
please rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you tuned into. Uh, we also have a bunch of other podcasts like Hafta and Awful and Awesome. Better the rating, more the reach and that means more subscribers. And that in turn means better content. Those who are listening to the podcast, they will subscribe to the News Laundry. Because if you help us, we will be able to do better journalism. आप अगर मदद करेंगे तभी हम ज़्यादा से ज़्यादा ग्राउंड पर जाएंगे और ग्राउंड की सच्चाई आप तक पहुंचा पाएंगे तो न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री को सब्सक्राइब करें ऑल्सो वी आर वेरी ईगर टू हियर योर फीडबैक एंड वी बिन गेटिंग सम ऑफ इट एंड वी टेक इट वेरी सीरियसली सो प्लीज़ कंटिन्यू राइटिंग टू अस एट कॉन्टैक्ट एट न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम विथ रिपोर्टर्स विदाउट ऑर्डर्स इन द सब्जेक्ट लाइन एंड विद दैट दिस पॉडकास्ट इज अ जर्नड All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please